Press one. Log Talk Radio. Not yet. This is another Wednesday episode of Keeper's Mind Pool. I've got a, a number of people, my guests, um, in the background on hold right now. Um, there's a couple things I want to cover before we get to some of this. You know that this is a primarily a political program, and we talk about the, that kind of thing most often. Tonight is a very special night. Um, I have been clued in on the story. Uh, and I definitely think that there is something that needs to be addressed. By who, I don't know. Uh, but this family has certainly taken it upon themselves to find out what the truth really is. Uh, Dalton was killed. Shouldn't have been, at least in my understanding and how I've been following this story. Um, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about who he was as a young man. Who he was as he grew up. And all you know, ultimately, what led to what's going on right now, to the best of our knowledge, I've got the family members of Dalton on the phone. And again, this is primarily a a political show, but I want to bring other stuff, other real out there to people. And it can't just be about that all the time. As entertaining as it has been this last election cycle. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, I've got uh, Dalton's mom on the line, Malia, um, and Will is also on the line. I'll get messages throughout the rest of the evening. Let's go ahead and bring those two in. If um, if Steve calls, um, just put him live and send me a message, and I'll get that. But um, Malia, are you there? I am. Now, are you there? You're Dalton's mom. Yeah, I'm here. Um, you're Dalton's mom, and um, we'll get some more uh, about where he went later on about it in his life. But um, tell me about him. What do you know? I mean, what do you remember about him? I mean, what was it like growing up? You know, raising him. It was it was a lot of fun. He was like a boy. Um, very. Uh, uh, he, he 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 got he had a lot of brothers and sisters, so they all would have their times where you know they took their turns with the fighting and uh, the playing, and they they all were really really good. And Dalton um, started out with <laughs> being my little booger butt, and then turned out <laughs> being. <laughs> That was his nickname, <laughs> my little booger butt. And then um, <clears throat> he was starting to grow up into a little man. It was it was a lot of for the time that I had. It was uh, a lot of fun watching him grow into the the man that he was growing into. 
well, you know, um, he he, I don't know. I, I, okay, here's why I ask. Um, I don't know exactly when he uh, went to live with his grandparents, uh, or his, excuse me, his grandparents. Um, he he and, actually lives with he lives with his father. Okay. He lives with his dad. Um, he, I mean, like he went back and forth with his grandparents just because that's how you know. Even me growing up, um, I went back and forth to my nanny and papa during the summertime. Um, you know, and then on holidays. Okay. So I would travel from Connecticut to Tampa, St. Petersburg, Florida, to visit with my nanny and papa on the holidays. He spent a lot of time with them, and his aunt Michelle and uncle, um, John, uh, uncle Sean, um, they were like second parents to him. Wow. Okay. He he went to them, you know, because I. I live in North. I lived in North Carolina at the time, and he lived in Georgia with his dad at the time. John and Michelle were second parents to him, okay. so they um, they were always there. Like if if Dalton couldn't get me or Dalton couldn't get his dad, he'd go to his aunt, aunt Michelle and Uncle Sean. That's kind of what you know things are about. You know, family. They were really yeah. close, and I believe you know I um. And he was really close with his cousin, which is uh, Sean Michelle's son. Okay. And and um, they were they were extremely close. So I mean, um, but I mean Dalton was a a, a boy. He God, he was so he, he lied up everybody. Right. He. he he was such a good kid. He was such a good kid all the way around and played football. And he, I mean, th- there were so many things he did. And um, the last one that I have, the last pictures I have of him was when um, he went to prom. Him and his girlfriend. Oh, okay. the, the one that, um, the brother that murdered this, him. This whole, this whole story revolves around. Yeah. Uh, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, um, I don't know if you've talked to, um, uh, well, you know, I've got two callers on the line right now. I'm going to bring in, and Steve, um, okay. and Toby, I know you're on the line, sir, so please bear with us. Now, Yay. <laughs> Steve, are you there, sir? Yes, I'm here. Michelle? All right. Now, you are, um grandparents, well, sort of step-grandparent, whatever. I mean, if you want to get that pigeonhole, whatever yeah. you don't like to, your grandparents. We're grandparents, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we were there through his birth. We were there through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Through his whole life. Go ahead. I had to have Steve in the birth room, in the birthing. My mom and my, my, and my stepdad had to be in the, in the birthing room with me when I gave birth to Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, Steve, tell us a little bit about your experience with Dalton. What, I mean, what kind of kid was he like? Uh, you know, just one of those uh, kids that just full of excitement and happiness. I mean, he'll, uh, you know, it's Christmas time, and, you know, one of those kids has got to rush to the present and, and just tear into him full of joy and love and just like a normal kid. But, um it, just, it wasn't he moody. A lot of joy. Moody? Eh, I didn't see a lot of that in him. I mean, you know, like any kid, you don't get your way or something. That's normal stuff, though. 
But what I enjoyed was, you know, him, you know, yelling, Papa, Papa, and coming and running up to you and throwing his arms around you. He was just that that way. I mean, there was a time when, um, you know, he got his grandmother a Christmas gift that, uh, you know, I didn't see any of the other grandchildren do. It wasn't, to me, normal to see uh, someone at 10 years old save up money to buy a gold cross you know, as a Christmas gift, I just thought that was sweet. So he had, he had that kind of heart, you know, um, that he was thinking of others, and especially his grandmother. You can tell that's just really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, just a great, great kid. Um, and you know, we were we were around him, you know, his 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 younger years when he was born. As he got older through elementary school, middle school, um, you know, and and saw his life progress. And then um, he moved to Georgia with his father and and his sister there. And um, we didn't get to spend as much time, but kept up as much as we can. He, um, yeah, I missed a call from him, actually. Go ahead. Um, All right, so... um he was in Georgia and you you at the time or still are where you're at what you know what state are you in now North Carolina okay near Asheville um, mhm okay so i mean wow i'm th- i maybe i'm getting confused here i'm thinking about connecticut going down to you know florida um i that was what you did Malia is that right yeah i i i was in connecticut for just a little while um not long okay um I actually, because I, I own a home in North Carolina, so um, what happened was is I was coming home for the summer because Dalton was coming. He was going to pick up Jaden and Ashton, his two little brothers. And then, I'm getting some feedback. Um, you might want to go into another room. That's not our house. All right. Well, whose ever house right. it was. Um, I was getting okay. some feedback, and now it's um, gone. So go ahead. Dalton was um supposed to be the, the year he died, um the year he was murdered, um, he was supposed to be picking up his little brothers and um coming to visit all of us, Nanny and Papa, which is Papa Steve. Um and then um <clears throat> come stay with us for a few weeks and he was supposed to be bringing his girlfriend as well. And that was um a month before he was murdered, that he had made those plans to do all of that. How old? How old was he? He was seventeen. Seventeen years old. How old was the girlfriend? Um, I believe she's about the same age. Okay. Um, any idea? You know, any idea if there was like an okay with you know mom and dad? I mean, I'm just from, I'm just speculating and throwing from some what you know, I weird understood, things out they there. were they were fine. They had no problem with Dalton. Um I mean, I never heard any any issue between the parents at all. I mean, there come a time where Dalton and his girlfriend was calling me, and because of their little, you know, pitter patters. Um, <laughs> right. But, <laughs> you know, I want to bring on somebody else right now. Okay. Um, and this is Aunt Michelle. If I have Hi, that Michelle. correct, yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Hey, Michelle. Now we got Michelle. 
Okay. So, uh, Excuse me. Say hello to everyone, Michelle. Hello, everyone. Just listening to everybody. Hello. I'm already. I'm already. Have a short old home week here, real quick. Um, all right. So, Michelle, you're the aunt. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I'm not exactly sure how close you were with Dalton. Um, he's just like my second mom. This, I'm this, he's second this, mom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, again, I, I don't have all the ins and outs of the story, which is you know no, what needs okay. to really I mean, get Dalton, people to understand. So when yeah. when Dalton uh, is uh, it, um, so he's my husband's brother's son. So I've been in Dalton's life from I wasn't in the birthing Dang room, but I've been there since he yep. was a baby. <laughs> so um, uh, he would. You know, like Noelle was saying, we, my husband and I, are like his second parents. Um, yep. We were in Georgia. Our kids, because they were so close, to my son, who's John, he's close with, and Dalton were uh, a year apart. They were, John, <clears throat> he was born, um, both of them were born in June, and um, so they're, they grew up together, they played together, you know, along with Anna Lee. So they were, I mean, they were, they were, we were always involved in some manner, shape, or form. Well, so you're, you're yeah, yeah, second mom, um, beneficiary of, you know, getting the, being able to spend the time with. Um, so I, I was asking Steve, um, I'm sure you heard, so he wasn't moody, anything like that? He wasn't you know, withdrawn or... Mm-mm. Kind of always he, outgoing or what? Tell us Dalton, about him. Dalton was oh, Dalton. Dalton. Dalton knew everybody. There was not a stranger to Dalton. He is that type of person that could walk in a room, and and within fifteen minutes he knew everybody. He had mm-hmm. talked to everybody. He had this. I mean, he had a smile that just lit up everything. He was. He's that yeah. person that that um. Make you laugh. He would. I don't even. I mean, no. Uh, he. I mean, he's. A, he's a teenager. He's just typical, as far as moodiness or teenager is concerned. But for the most part, um, he, he's. He's your. He's your. He's your life of the party. So not really anybody that um, somebody might have a big time problem with. No, I, mean, I don't. I mean, not he would not him. typically no. No, he and would get along with pretty much everybody. Have a conversation, and you know they could spout some you know garbage at him, and you'd be like, oh yeah, okay, cool, whatever, and you know maybe walk away, or maybe you know well, uh, enjoy the conversation. Intelligent enough to right, or, make decisions that you know, that you know ought to be you know second nature and, and not worry about it. I mean, or I mean that's say that's something that like would diffuse it, or yeah, I mean it. He he wasn't. He wasn't, I mean, he was more the lover, not the fighter, you know. Yeah, not so, an angry kid. No, not at all. Um, not, I mean, you know, you have not, um, I never had a, an issue with Dalton. You know, you, you have your you have your family strifes in general, right? I mean, he's yeah. a 17-year-old kid. You're going to have your little normal, typical teenager issues, so to speak. Right. Um, but for the most part, no. I mean, he was never, 
you know, he was never in trouble with the with the law. He was never, mm-hmm. um, you know, any of that. He just, um, I mean, just to give you an example, he, we lived, we lived about an hour away from each other in Georgia. Dalton would spend almost every single school holiday at my house and most of, I mean, during the summer, if he wasn't, going to be with his mom, I would have him at my house as much as I could. So, and he would go and play, um, he would go do fall, um, he would go work out with my son's football team. Now, he doesn't know these people at all. I mean, he doesn't even go to the same school, doesn't And he blended right in just like he was, he's been there the whole entire time. Go and hang out. Yeah, the team was the team, the people who knew him when they knew of his loss mourned his loss just like he was a member of the team because he that I mean he that's what kind of child he was that's kind of yeah that's how he I mean was. that's he met he was my outgoing he was very outgoing you know, a family, very outgoing yeah a family friend for the first time and okay, that so, so. with so Dalton yeah I mean if Dalton made lasting impressions. And not in a negative way. I mean, he—you knew who Dalton was. He met a family member one time a couple of years ago, and we told him what happened. He was, well, that's too bad. I really looked forward to meeting him, to seeing him again, and talking to him again. And it was the first time no. that man ever met him. <laughs> I mean, I, I, this this story to me is heartbreaking. I'm on, I'm on the outside, the very outside, and. It, the things that I've heard and listening to you, you know, the conviction in your voice is just, you know, the, this whole thing breaks my heart. Um, and I don't even want to bottom line it to anybody. You know what? Um, I think that um, uh, I want to hear from Toby. Um, and once we are, you know, finish with a discussion with Toby, I'm probably going to play some music and see if I can't get us out of this little bit of funk because this is still heavy. This is not something that goes away when you don't have the answers. And and you'll understand um, in Toby's case. Toby, are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. Can you Hi, Daddy. The program? Hello. <laughs> Thank you for being on the program, sir. Um, oh, you're very welcome. Um, it, 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 you know, you're the grandfather on the outside. You know, kind of like I am. Yes, and, sir. You know, I'm not even family related. I have no blood, no whatever, whatever and, and you do. Um, when you found out about this, uh, really, I don't want to drive you to tears or anything like that. But this is the standard question that pe- you know media people ask, and I'm not trying to be a, you know a jerk. But when you first heard about this, obviously, what was your reaction? My reaction was, um, I, I, I kind of blew a gasket uh, because I never got to meet Martin. Um So, you know, when I found out it was a 15-year-old that shot Dalton, um, that, I, I even got madder because uh, at the parents. Uh, you know, a 15-year-old should not ever have a gun in their hands unless they're hunting or target shooting. With their parents, so yeah, I I got very upset, and, and you know it's it's um 
That's so we were talking about that very thing um, behind the scenes, uh, you know, depending upon age. And actually, we talked about this a little bit on the other program uh, where I heard about this. And um, I mean, in the South, and I'm going to generalize here a little bit. In the South, if you have a gun, or a child at age 15, person, young person, whatever has a gun at the age of 15, 14, 15. They should by then already have the intelligence, um, the safety standards. I mean, I don't know about, you know, every other state, but here in Virginia, you're not supposed to touch a gun um, under the age of 10 unless you've taken, or excuse me, up until the age of 10 where you've now taken a hunter safety course. Um and okay, so you blew a gasket finding out that that was the case. Um, yeah, you've already yeah. said that that you don't get a chance. You won't obviously. Um, you never had the chance to meet Dalton. No. Uh, I so didn't. so, what happened after that? What was your reaction after that? My reaction. Well, I just had. I just. I kind of beside myself. Like I was, like I'm trying to talk to you right now. I started stuttering. Um, it's, you know. It's a bad situation all the way around, um, but you know, I ra- I was raised with it. Um, I knew the insides and outsides of the gun, yes. But at the same time, the only time that I was allowed to touch that gun uh, up until I was 18 years of age was when. I went hunting, and that was it. Right. If I touched that, right. if I touched that gun any other time, or even looked at a cross eye like I was going to touch it, I would have gotten my tail <laughs> in. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go pick, you go pick the switch. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. See, I'm a school bus driver also, and I just went to being a mechanic. I can tell you firsthand. 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, and some 17-year-olds should never have a gun in their hand. Even if they know <laughs> I it. don't doubt that. And I'm sorry to laugh at that, but it's, it is absolutely true. Yeah, because uh, they, they, think, yeah. they think they know everything about it, and they don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? Son or uh, I hear the Talking, talking quietly. Who is that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can also tell you that uh, another 15-year-old right here was a friend of my family's down here. My grandson's was in kickboxing, but yet he was a hunter, an avid hunter. But his curiosity got to him on his mom's pistol. And he thought he unloaded it. He kicked it out, kicked his, thought he kicked the shell out. But what happened was is there's two shells sitting side by side in that chamber. He kicked the one out and the other one went in. When he looked at the gun and, of course, pulled the trigger, yeah. it killed it. Oh, no. Uh, uh, so, you know, you know I'm actually guilty of that. They, they, a couple of guys uh, actually call me rubber bullet. And I'll tell you the story about that. <laughs> That's an um, <laughs> um, We were driving down the highway, and you know we were talking about guns and things like that. And one of them hands me a 380. 
and I pull a magazine and rack it back. Um, did I pull a magazine? I'm not sure. Anyway, I didn't feel a round fall in my lap. Okay. Right. And up, you know, and me being you know, hopefully a little bit more intelligent than the next guy, I aimed out the window and pulled the trigger. Well, bang. Okay. Um, while we're driving down the road, and of course, and I'm like, "What's in your mouth?" You know, and nobody says anything for a little bit. I mean, they're quiet, right? <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm like, I finally pick up my phone and turn the flashlight around. And there's like two rounds, three rounds in my lap that I didn't even feel fall. And I'm all, all right. So I pull the, I pull the magazine out, put the three rounds back in, put the magazine back in. And put it back up on the armrest between the front driver and passenger. I said, take this away from me. I do not need it right now. Um, so there are mistakes that can be made. You've got to always, you know, pay attention to what you're doing. It's not a toy. It is a tool. Precisely. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, it, it makes me mad that you've not had the chance to meet Dalton. Um, ever and won't get the chance to. Um, but as I understand it, you get to be reacquainted with your daughter. Yes, uh, and I'm going to stay in touch with her as long as as I'm alive. <laughs> um, yes, I'm. Getting, how long? I'm how long have you not been in touch? We just got in touch. She's 38 years old. She just had a birthday um, a couple months ago, and I just. Got in touch with her with what uh, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. And when I found out, that's when also I found out about Bolton. Uh, actually, I found out about Bolton through Cheryl, her mom, and um, it, you know, it just it 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 blew me away. It really did because it's just it's not right. I mean, <laughs> how much did you get? Like, did you get any kind of uh, of regular updates, or I mean, were people talking to you um, it kind of strikes me as there's no people weren't talking no. and about Dalton's life and then all of a sudden here it is yeah kind of, that's kind of the way it went um, exactly how it was uh, Malaya has been looking for me for some time Cheryl didn't know my um, uh, nickname address, address or say what, just the name take I, a breath take a breath slow down yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the the name that I go by is Toby, and my real name is Max. So, you know, she finally found me that through that way through Facebook, but and or, or should I say, um, Will did, and okay. got in touch and got in touch with me. So, yeah, it's been and I knew about Cheryl or um, Malaya for. About ever her whole life, um, but I didn't know Cheryl's last name to find her. Okay. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So I just got to know Malaya, and, and we're hopefully going to get together so we can meet and and and. Uh, and I'm getting married it. and. <laughs> Have a conversation and meet face to face. Um. All right, you know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a song, and this is from Ayla Brown. It's called Pride of America. Um, and if 
if you want to go check out her music, you can go to AylaBrown.com. Um, she's been a guest on this program, and I do have permission to play the music she's given me. Um, and and th- if you would please um, mute your own phones, and we'll be right back after this. This is Pride of America by Ayla Brown, and you can find more of this and all kinds of this at AylaBrown.com. We'll be right back. Please stay tuned. Plenty more of Keeper's Mind Pool coming up. Brown off of uh, 
Five of America album. If not, you can also find that on Let Love In. But go to AlaBrown.com. Check out the music. She is on tour in a couple of different places constantly. The girl does not ever stop moving. Yeah, I want to change gears here a little bit. Uh, you know, we've talked about Dalton's character as a young man, outgoing, happy, go lucky, always positive, can make friends with anybody. That's pretty much the bottom line about this young man. And oh, don't uh, get me don't get me wrong, because he's had you know he had his times where he, you know he'd get moody, just just like a typical teenager, you know. Um, him and his brothers, like I said, his sister, they would all fight like just like brothers and sisters would, and it'd get pretty crazy. But my punishment was the longer you fight with each other, the longer you sit in a chair staring at each other with nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. That was, you know, uh, instead of standing him in the corner. But, I mean, otherwise, he was a typical teenager. He just, and he, and he did. He lit up a room. I can't tell otherwise. All right. Um, before we go any farther, um, I want to let people know, if you have called, if you have called in, um, and, uh, Miss Engineer, if you can mute everybody, please, really quick, I'll bring you back in one by one. Um, there are other callers on the line. If you have dialed that phone number and you are listening to the program on hold, I want you to press the number one button. If you are listening to this program for the first time and you have a question or comment from anybody that's on here and you have dialed that phone number or are thinking about dialing that that number, 424-258-9220, go ahead and do that. You'll hear a recording. And then once you hear that, once the recording has ended and you hear the show again, press the number one button. Somebody will answer your phone call. I know there's a lot of you out there. Uh, so please press that number one button and we will get to your phone call. You've got to put your hand up. That's what we call it here behind the scenes. Um, I'd like to bring uh, Malia back in, or excuse me, Malia back in. I, I have a friend. Her name is Malia. So please forgive me in getting that incorrect. Um, Malia. It's Mal- yeah, Malaya. Malaya. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I can Hawaii. remember that. My first, my first girlfriend's name was actually Leah, so I can, you know, extrapolate and uh, use both of those together. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, who, who was the closest person to the incident um, when Dalton was killed? Aunt Michelle, um, Uncle Sean, John. His his side of the family over there in Georgia, pretty much. Um, All right, I mean, so I'd like to bring Aunt Michelle back in. Yes. And I think that um, John or Sean may be calling in or maybe on the line, and I'll get a message here pretty quick. I think Michelle, no, everybody's on. I'll, John, Sean, I'll, everybody. I'll see if it's right here. Oh. Okay. Aunt <laughs> Michelle. Aunt Michelle. Yes. Um, so tell us about that night. What was going on? What, what was the you know reason for Dalton being over there, or wherever um, he was? Well, I only. I mean, we know it was um, in between school. He went to two different high schools, um, and he was in transition from his morning school to his afternoon school, and so like a lunch break. He stopped off at, so this is May. This is basically the end of the school year, around the end of the school year for for Georgia 
starting to wind down. It was May 5th to be exact. Um, Jennifer went half day. So he went by her house to bring her lunch and get some of his things. Jennifer's the girlfriend. She is 18 at the time. Yeah. She is senior graduating. She's going to school half time because she was like in a, you know, like how they have work programs for students. Right. So um, he went by the house to bring her lunch and to get things that belong to him. And the assumption is to break up with her at the time because for Dalton to be asking for the things he asked back, he was breaking up with her. Those of us that know Dalton. She was cheating on so, him, and and it and it was a it turned. I mean, yeah. he well, well, he hang, took hang, her hang, back. Hang, he hang. took her back. Yeah, well, he, that's I mean, a whole he other. Really, that's he really a whole other. Her. Well, let yeah, me let let me other. let's let's continue to focus on so, you, know, you know what we know about Dalton yeah. doing what he did, and so, um, um, we'll get to the yeah. other thing because I know that can that really messes with people's heads. But uh, you have I'm no sorry, right. go ahead. <laughs> Whole different show to talk about her character. Okay, so um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, anyways, he goes there. He, when he gets there, Jennifer's not there. The brother Jared is there. Dalton goes in the house. Jared's there by himself. Um, so fifteen, fifteen years old, and he goes there by him. And those two have a interaction with each other. Um, Jarrett calls his sister to see when his sister's coming home. Then, um, then, um, he's asked to, Dalton's asked to leave. He's asked to wait out, to wait outside. Dalton goes outside in the driveway by his truck. Jennifer shows up about five, ten minutes, like, cause they don't live far away from the school. So, you know, within five, ten minutes, they have a conversation outside, um, she then brings him in through the garage, has him wait in the garage while she goes in the house to get the belongings. Comes out. Okay, so with where his, where do you where are you getting these details from? The police. The police. This is report? the exact information. Yeah, not the police report. This is exact information. The police officer, the investigating police officer, gave us the day after Dalton was shot. Okay. When he met with the family. All right, um, uh, hold that thought for a minute. I'm going to bring in mm-hmm. um, three more people. I'm going to go with John first, then Cheryl, unless, of course, you guys are together, and then Sean. No, Sean. Um, well, I don't know who Cheryl is. So Sean, John, and I are in the same home, but we're in three different rooms. Okay. Michelle, uh, <laughs> Michelle Cheryl's my mom. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. Now I know. Now I know who she is. There you go. So, see, this is like old, old week again. I mean, we tried that at the beginning of the show, and now everybody is getting to know everybody. This is dynamite. Um, too bad in, in unfortunate circumstances, but people don't. To know people is dynamite. This, I love it's that. All right. Bringing our, it's bringing our family closer together that, that didn't know one another, and that's what I'm I'm looking forward to all of this, all of us working together with this. And so far, we're doing really good. You guys are, like, talking about Dalton's legacy right now. I mean, yes, 
the situation sucks. But I mean, maybe maybe this was is what he was meant to do. So that's dynamite. Um, so Sean and Cheryl, and we're gonna go ladies first. Cheryl, are you there? Hello. Hello. <laughs> can you hear me? So you, Hi, mommy. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, give us your perspective about Dalton. Give us, give us your view. What do you know about him, and and when did you hear about this? That kind of thing. Well, um, first of all, Dalton was a sweet, sweet child, sweet boy. Um. That doesn't sound biased or anything, but from what I can tell from everybody, um, I mean, everybody seems to have known him at one point or other, and you're all saying the same thing. And it's all like recently people are meeting and knowing and understanding who people are. That's dynamite. Go ahead, Cheryl. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we, we've been, I mean, we, my husband and I were in the delivery room when Dalton was born, and we've been in his life, you know, his whole life, whether it be a lot of times, you know, it was um, long distance, mm. but we still, you know, kept kept in touch, and Dalton would call us. Um, I don't know how many uh, boys at that age that would call just to talk to their nanny and their papa. Especially me, though. I mean, be you know, he he would call and talk for hours, and um, when I found out what happened, I'm here in North Carolina. It, I can't even total devastation. I didn't hold up well at the funeral. I still, I still don't hold up well. Even it's hard to talk about. Yeah. It's uh, you know, I'm I'm on the outside. Mhm. And you know, I, I don't know if you heard, but it this makes me mad. It breaks my heart because, I mean, don't sound like a dynamite kid that anybody would want to know. And yep. we're better for knowing. Absolutely. And I just, um, oh, I'm, like I said, maybe he's got this legacy of bringing everybody together, and maybe that was his thing. I mean, you know, on the outside, and perhaps right. a tragedy, tragedy to make that happen. But you know, you all are getting together, and you're, you know, looking, you know, making plans and getting face to face with people again. Um, and we need more of that. Maybe that was his deal. Whether it's family or neighbors or whatever, whatever it happens to right. be, I mean, Dalton, he just Dalton sounds like a fantastic kid. Um, so I'm going to go to Sean um, and give you a little bit of a break there, and uh, Miss Cheryl, and, and and let's talk to Sean and get Sean's okay. perspective. Are you there, Sean? Hammer and nails. Are we building the house or what? Sean, are you there? Oh, 
technically. I guess maybe. Hello, puppy dog. Maybe we're changing phones again or something like that. What kind of dog is that? That sounds like a big dog. Can you hear me? I'm sitting right here. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm in the office. You're in the office. Office, so you're working. No, we have different rooms in the house, so we can all be on the phone <laughs> and not have it to share and have the have it on speaker. I hear now. I hear another dog. How many dogs you got? We have six. Six dogs. <laughs> yeah. Who's the one with the biggest bark? The big wolf that I keep hearing. Uh, the one you're hearing the most is the old one. She's just a mix. She's about 13 years old. She loves to bark. All right. Okay. Um. <laughs> hey, this is this is live radio, people. I mean, if you don't, it's not in studio. This is people coming out of their house, their houses, their homes, talking to their, talking about this stuff, and bringing to you. So, I mean, you can't get any more real than this, which which is why I love doing what I do. Um, Sean, give us your perspective about Dalton. I mean, I mean, I keep hearing good things. So, I mean, the here's more... the thing. I would ra- here's what I would rather say. And give you my perspective because a lot of people go, oh, your family, you're going to give the best. When everything happened, they did a memorial at his high school. There was over 300 kids out there with candles. When they got done, his parking spot at the school, you could not see the ground or the numbers when it was covered in candle wax. There was over wow. 300 people from his school and scouts at his viewing. That can speak more than what I can say. <laughs> Absolutely. The amount of people he touched. You can go through his Facebook account, all the people saying how much he touched them. That's more than a family member can say. That's people, you yeah. know, he sat in class with, you know, for maybe a year or less. That and they that kind of point out. And there's still things popping up on Facebook. <laughs> oh, man. Like I said, I'm on the outside, and I get you know tears in my eyes talking about you know the, the the school memorial and you know people that knew him and probably couldn't believe it and probably needed counseling and all of those things. It's just oh my gosh. Mhm. Um, you knew him, right? You knew Dalton. Oh yeah, he spent all kinds of breaks at my house with my son. He was there all the time. And it, it just oh makes me angry, breaks my heart. So um, you were kind of almost firsthandish, um, a, a, you know, during that night, that day, or excuse me, that day, that afternoon. Um, yeah, uh, I was uh, called, and I was up at the house with the corner, and the detective showed up that night, and I was there asking them questions alongside my brother and we were jumping the cop with questions and even the cop was standing backish because unfortunately I've been around guns a long time I've had business where I had to carry guns and I'm ex-military so yeah I know what the rules are and stuff that should have happened and parents weren't even held accountable and this is the case for having a minor yeah. to get a gun and I asked the cops yeah. said, why aren't the parents being arrested they had a pistol where a minor can get it. Yeah, a minor can have a hunting rifle. 
for hunting purposes only. He's not supposed to have access to a pistol. The parents were negligent. Parents were never charged with anything. This whole case was bad from the get-go. All right, now I'm gonna we're gonna follow up more with what I'm about to bring in um, after the commercial break at the top of the hour. I'm gonna bring in Will. Um, we know Dalton's character as a young man. Obviously, people at school loved him. This wasn't the kind of thing that should have happened. And the story that is being told, I'm going to let Will tell what is being told about Dalton that, in my view, is absolutely incorrect. And the justice that the family is seeking is the plain and simple truth, not some candy-coated standard uh, jargon that seems to be coming out of the supposed justice system. Um, So, Will, tell us about what's going on with Dalton's case and what's happened to the person that actually killed him. Um, As far as what's happened to the person that actually killed him, um, he was questioned for several hours. Um, They had attempted, the ADA had attempted to try the case um, and try him as an adult. Um, none of the family members were ever charged. Um, they tried. They attempted to try him as an adult. When uh, <clears throat> they determined that they didn't have enough evidence uh, to try him as an adult, um, they just dropped the case. So nobody had been charged. Uh, apparently, the story that they had given was that um, Dalton had went there. He was very disgruntled. Uh, he was yelling and screaming. Uh, yes, he was brought into the house. He was asked to leave. Um, but when he entered the garage, he was very aggressive. Um, he grabbed a baseball bat at that point, um, and the 16-year-old uh, fired a single fatal shot. Now, uh, you know, it, we all know. It, 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 with some of the information that's been, been you know put out tonight, if you're going over to a girlfriend's house to break up with her, you're not necessarily angry. If you're going to go break up with somebody and they're not there, that might be irritating, but it's more the better if you can get in, get your stuff, and leave and forget about all the rest of it. That doesn't, this, this case doesn't, doesn't sound like something that well, you know, somebody going to break up with somebody was going to do. What we were able to find out through uh, private investigations um, and – Again, um, I am going to say I do not have the police report in my hands yet, um, but I am I am going to be the one that's going to retry this case. Um, but from what we've been able to uh, acquire through private investigation is that Daunt was not disgruntled. Um, he was called into the house by the brother to get his stuff. He was given his stuff and then told to wait outside till his ex-girlfriend um, showed up. Uh, when she showed up, she asked him to come into the garage to get some more of his stuff. Well, when he went into the garage, that's when the brother fired the shot. Now, there were several things in that area that support um, the uh, the private investigation um, theory. You know, I haven't seen the forensics yet, but one would be the baseball bat. Um, not only was his fingerprints not on it, but it was found in a distance where it would have had been thrown and in the opposite direction of where they were saying Dylan was charging. Um, Two, if he went there to acquire his personal effects, I seriously doubt he would have thrown them on the floor 
to pick up a baseball bat. Yeah, unless he was like you know being attacked or something like that. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Right. Um, and then three again, like everybody said, <clears throat> um, this child um, was in possession of the firearm, um, which means that he had um, <clears throat> he had intent prior um, to the situation occurring. Yeah, and regardless of trying to try, you know, try this person as an adult or whatever, uh, you know, you you, you got to look at the other stuff that you've been pointing out. You know, how did this kid get hold of his weapon? And shouldn't the parents be, you know, if if not um, criminally um, indicted or something like that, certainly um, you know, a civil case or something like that, where somebody is responsible for something that shouldn't have taken place. Right, and it's, I mean, there should there should have been. I mean, first of all, DSS should have been involved because that's criminal negligence or a firearm. Um, secondly, um, you know, right off the bat, um, now it's my understanding that the father, the biological father, was um, handling the case with the attorney. Um, but there should have been a wrongful death suit filed. Whoa, 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 whoa. The the father of the person that shot Dalton was handling the case. Is no, he an attorney? No. Dalton's biological father. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so um, there's, there's a lot of things that um, that should have been done that weren't done. And in, I am going to say in a lot of ways I'm thankful for that because it, it opens the window for us to go ahead and do it. He was not charged with anything, so there's no double jeopardy. Right, okay. Never went to court. Yep, got it. Right, never went to court. Um, the sister was never charged. The parents were never charged. So there, there is no double jeopardy in this case. Um, we can come back with uh, multiple charges and restart this case. Okay. You know, <laughs> when you were talking on? about this, when you were talking about this, I got like this flash of um, uh, there's been a couple movies out there where um, the girl was the manipulator of everything that was going on. Um, and that's just, you know, just me thinking out loud, but really it, it smacks of like movie makings, unfortunately. And I don't mean that in, a, in necessarily a bad way, even though it sounds that way. Um, it just uh, this this case actually the more I hear about it the more I understand it um, it there's definitely no justice done anywhere um, no it, it, I mean it's not been ruling, ruled an accidental death it's not been ruled a homicide it's not been ruled anything because nothing's ever gone to court except for you know supposedly what the coroner said and once you get the forensics that may be, you know, it may come to light that it is a completely different thing. Um, right. I, I would definitely be able to rebut whatever the coroner said. And there was somebody that, that chimed in the background and asked if they're still on. I think they had a question they wanted to ask. Yes, you are still on. I heard you in the background. If there was something you wanted to add? I'm sorry. Keith. Yeah, this is this is Sean. Am I, you can hear me? Yeah, yeah I got you. Me. Sean. Okay, a couple things that William was saying, because like I said, I was there the first night of the detective. Yeah, um, when Dalton went back in the garage with his girl, with Jennifer, when she went in the house to get the stuff, Jerry was already behind the door with a gun in his hand. He was standing behind the door. 
Jennifer yeah, told okay. him to go put it away. You don't need that. He was already there waiting. When Jennifer brought up uh, stuff, they said that she dropped a camera that belonged to his uh, great-grandmother that he was very close to. And that's when he got upset and he got loud at her about that. That's when he stepped out of, into the garage with the pistol. Story says that they were going back and forth. He's like, what are you going to do, shoot me? Night. And that's where all that happened. That's what we were told by the cops that night from the story. So well, that does that doesn't. Oh my gosh! All right. They say he let's, lied. Let's, let's just let's just wait for the police report. Let's get a hold of that. Um, and and, and oh man. I mean, I can kind like of. Like that's that. why I was on the cop that night asking so many questions because of the stories he gave me. And that's what he told me. This right. is a lead detective that was there. And then, then then stories are changing, and, you know, well, this is what we're going to say. And, oh, my gosh. All right. Yeah. We, yep. are, we are waiting for the police report. Um, we should have it within the next 10 days. Um, and it's my understanding that John is ready to talk, and John is somebody that hasn't spoken out since the beginning, not even on my show. Um, so well, if, I'm ready. If you want to bring... All right, John. Um, if you can hold on, please, sir. I'm going to bring you back, bring you in immediately after the break. Okay, we got to pay some bills and do that, all that kind, you know, unfarm stuff. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned. There's plenty more of Keepers Mind Pool coming up right after this. We have a whole other hour, so please do not go away. If you have a question or a comment, please dial four two four two five eight nine two two zero and press the number one button when you can hear the program again. This is Keeper's Michael. I'm Keeper. We'll be right back. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish certain things. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention. And if you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Bray, and you, my fellow patriots, are listening to Keeper's Mind Pool. Shots fired. At DaveBrayUSA.com. Definitely want to check the video out. I worked with uh, an organization called Lesman. It's a media watchdog for police officers when officers and, and law enforcement are being misrepresented in social media and these, all these different causes that are out there, you know, sort of pushing the blame. You know, they go out and they break laws for no reason just to prove that the cops, A, have to be police. They don't choose the laws they uphold. They uphold the laws because that's their job. Whether they're passive laws or aggressive laws, they go out and break them for the reason of to get a police response, which is just wasting taxpayer dollars, and I wish people would see that. These cops are putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. When your dad's a police officer and he goes to work, he straps on a gun and a badge. But these people are going into harm's way, you know? Um, and it's it's an, it's an honorable job. It's one of the hardest jobs, and it takes a special person. And I think in this day and age, um, you know, we should be rallying behind them. But this one, this song, Last Call, is about a fallen officer sort of giving his last sort of will and testament over the radio after he's been in a gunfight and he's hit and he's pinned down and he's not going to make it. And he just sort of gives his words.
Prince William calling, 1145. This is the final call for 1145. Officer Ashley Gwendon, end of watch, February 27th, 2016. May you rest in peace. You're listening to Keeper's Mind Cold. Wednesday nights, 7 Eastern, 424-258-9220. If you ever find yourself in or near Matthews, Virginia and want some great food, if you're hungry for barbecue or even just a family-style lunch or dinner, stop in and see Big Daddy and the family at Cobbs Creek Diner. Check out the daily specials and great homemade desserts. The barbecue is prepared and smoked to perfection on site, something you don't often see. So stop on by and say hi. Cobbs Creek Diner, located at 12 Linden Avenue, Cobbs Creek, Virginia, where 198 meets great taste. Hey, this is Jordan Page, giving a shout out to Keepers Mind Pool, and just tune in to these guys are awesome. Hey, this is Mike. And I listen to Mom Pool every Wednesday. Keepers mindful, everybody. Thank you very, very much for being here. I do understand the work that it takes to get to listen to this program. I appreciate that very much. If you listen in archives and you have a question or a comment on any one of the shows, you can go to Keepers Mindful on Facebook or look us up on Twitter. And for some reason, you may not be able to find it on Twitter, and I don't understand why. I'm going to be addressing that shortly. Um, but look us up, Keepers Mindful on Facebook. Uh, it's a public figure page. Like it, don't like it, but spread the word. Uh, thank you again for being here. I'd like to bring John and Will back in. Um, the, the kinds of things we're talking about, um, we can get into some kind of a legal aspect and things like that. Um, I don't know what's going to transpire here. I have not talking, or spoken with John excuse me, about any of this, and I've had small discussion with Will. Um, so... I'll, I'll let Will take this up here uh, a little bit, and we'll go from there. So um, I was going to ask, though, John, what is your relation to Dalton? And then I'm going to toss it on over to Will after you answer that question, sir. Uh, Dalton was more – he was my cousin, yes, but we were more like brothers, if anything. Dalton okay. and me, the biggest bond in the family – and I knew him the best out of everyone in the family. No matter what would happen, he was by my side. He was at my back. I had his no matter what. So, so you were the guy that, that really knew him. You, I mean, he would confide in you things that he probably wouldn't tell aunt or mom or grandpa or grandma or something like that, right? I knew everything 
about Dalton. I knew everything about the relationship with Jennifer. I knew anything that conspired on between the brother and everything. I've seen everything. Right. I so, so let me ask you this. Um, it's been said earlier on the show tonight that he was looking to break up with her. Is that really what was going on? No, yeah. It was because Jennifer was manipulative. She was controlling. If she didn't get her way, she wanted, she would dump him or make him or cheat on him, try to get his jealousy out. And there were many times when I was just, what was it? We were at Stone Mountain, I believe, in Georgia. We were at the hotel there. And him and Jennifer got an argument in our room. And I sat there listening to it, never said a word. But after the phone call was done, I asked him, why do you keep putting yourself through this? And he said he loves her a lot. He never gave up on her. And finally he listened to me one day when I said, enough's enough, dude. you got to give up on her. And yeah, it's kind of like, kind of like the, you know, your your buddy saying, dude, you know, don't marry that. Don't marry that. You don't want to get married there. Or even the girlfriend to the best girlfriend saying, you don't want to marry him. You do not want to marry him. You know, even at yeah. that age, you, you see that stuff. I know people see that stuff. I mean, it's just the, the way things are and the way things work. People see that. Um, tell, us, tell us a little bit about your summers together, what you guys would do. So well, it's winter's time together. I mean, take your ticket. I mean, the time frame, the time, you know, whatever it happens we, to be, man. Just talk about it. Don would come over to watch football games if I had any games. I was playing. Dalton was a football player. He helped me when I first got into it. Normally, you start off young. I didn't. I started eighth grade, and Dalton played more before me, so he helped me learn a bit. And he showed up to a couple of my games during wintertime, Thanksgiving. Summertime, when he was up there, we game a lot. We were gamers, big time. I, a couple gamers of my like, online you know, you're, friends. You're talking about console games like PS3 or Xbox console, or whatever it happened to be, yeah? We were, we were PlayStation. Oh, we, thank you. <laughs> oh, Paintball? No, no, we, uh, PlayStation, we, PlayStation. I mean, uh, but yeah, if you're going, if you did paintball or or uh, airsoft, yeah, go ahead, man, go ahead. We played, we played paintball in the winter time because we, well, mainly because I weared a lot of gear, and I didn't like the summertime because too hot. <laughs> but <laughs> I have a lot of good fond memories with Dalton on paintball fields too. Time I accidentally mm-hmm. lit him up. Accidentally. No, no, no. You don't accidentally light up your cousin, your brother. You do that on I, purpose. No, I, no, no, I do. We were playing a game called Black Hawk Down, and we thought we we were checking to make sure all the other team was out. He was on my team. My goggles were fogged. I couldn't see his armband, and he was in the area of where the enemy team is only allowed to be. And I yelled his name. He didn't reply, so... Push comes to shove, I didn't want to get shot by a paintball, so I may have lit him up. <laughs> no, you lit him up. Accidentally, I can understand that. I mean, if you don't reply, All the rest, everyone you don't put on the password out there. It was um, a good time when he was around. <laughs> I Honestly, when that day 
they came home, I was upstairs gaming, and when they came home trying to tell me that he was gone, I didn't believe it. I didn't go up to the thing with the cops. I could, I didn't believe it. I knew Dalton better than anyone else. I didn't believe he was dumb enough to fight someone with a gun. He may have had a little. Te- he may have had his temper, like a normal teenager, but Dalton's not stupid. He wouldn't go after someone who had way over advantage over him. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Um, so we we got into a little bit of the story. What you know, kind of the story from secondhand and from what you know, the rumors are around school and things like that. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's knowing somebody is different than hearing about it to people, and I think that we've brought a lot of who Dalton was to the forefront in that. Um, and sure, yeah, you know, families are biased. Yeah, I get that, but there's also a whole lot of truth to it too, especially when um, you hear things like uh, Sean was talking about having, you know, over 300 kids show up at a memorial, that, you know, sure, we could, you know, even if you take half of that, oh, they're just there because, you know, they wouldn't get out of school or whatever happened to be, that's still a whole lot of people that knew this kid. And I don't doubt any one of them knew him or in some way, shape, or form because of what we're talking about. There was a lot of online friends I know that wanted to be there too, they knew him well. They were good friends with him. I yeah. honestly am going to say I hope a few of them joined the call because they knew him as, like me, we were all online buddies. We all gamed together. We all had fun. Yeah, this this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Everything that's coming out doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'd like to bring Melissa back in. If, if uh, Excuse me, not Melissa. Michelle back in. My apologies. I'm bad with names. I've said it before, and I can't help it. Um, you were closer to the situation, as well as Sean, and and I'll bring bring him back in in just a minute. Um, but pick up if you remember where you left off. Pick up from there. Um, and Will had told us, uh, you know, this this boy was behind the door already with the gun. Um, kind of pick up from there, if you would. I can't, I can't. I'm not hearing you very well. I don't know what's going on. She still had her phone muted. Michelle, are you there? Can you hear her? She's talking. Okay. No, I can't hear her. Maybe. Um, Maybe she muted her phone. Either she no. muted her phone. Can you hear me? Or there we go. There we go. There we go. All right. Can you still hear me? Yes, we got you now. Okay. All right. We we walked to be around John since it was his first time talking, and his dad and I wanted to be close to him, so we did merge together. So, anyways. Not a problem. Um, Not a problem. <laughs> um, when Jennifer came, the dome's in the garage. Now, you have to pick her, picture the garage has a walkway. There's no other room we've not seen this but this is the description given to us by the police the police officer it's not like you could pull a car in it was full of stuff there was a walkway to the okay. door that went into the house and that was it i'm familiar so with Dalton's, that particular appearance okay me, me too i get it 
So Dalton's, I mean, that's all the room they had to, to work in. So we're not talking big space here. So Dalton's at the door waiting outside. Jennifer comes to the door. I, if I remember correctly, it was a shirt and a camera that Sean had mentioned. Um, or a sweatshirt or something. It was a piece of clothing and a camera. And Jared is already there with the gun in hand. Now, there's no altercation that's happened. All they did was open the door. So um, I kind of buy into your theory where you were talking earlier, just kind of sidebar with what did the sister say in the meantime. Um, So, of course, Dalton sees the gun, and um, that's where it kind of gets a little cloudy because the only story we have now are Jennifer's and Jared's because, unfortunately, Dalton is no longer with us to tell us his side. But it is given that Jennifer's between the two. She, like Sean said, did tell her brother when she saw the gun to go put it away, but he didn't. Now, you can I can only picture in my head what is going on, but I can envision words being told back and forth. I mean, if someone's threatening me with it, I'm, I'm I can't even imagine what I'm going to say, but I mean, I can see these two boys having words. I can see her in the middle, you know, trying to be between them. It is said that at some point the the bat is taken, but is got is taken in the. And Sean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the bat the bat is somehow taken away by Jennifer. It's really confusing about this whole bat. Uh Um. But even I can the police tell you officer at, said at, at 17, 18 years old, I had a gun pulled on me by a grandfather. Big 44. Mm-hmm. My first reaction was to leave. And well, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it yeah. was that was used, um, but still, when a gun is pointed at you, you, you're unless you're close enough to actually be able to defend yourself in a quick, timely manner. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably going to want to, you know, defuse it and back away because. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I could hear words being said amongst two teenage boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't think, at any manner, did Dalton really think he was going to be shot. Because right. these were, again, they had just peacefully interacted with each other ten to fifteen minutes um, beforehand. Hey, Mama. By themselves. Hey. Excuse me, can I interject quickly? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Stuff between Jared and Dalton was always kind of hot-headed. There's a lot of miss stuff that goes on. There's one side of the story that says they're friends, and then there's the other side of the story where he's threatened to kill him many times. And I can understand, like, the whole brotherly thing, you know, don't hurt my sister kind of thing. But you don't threaten to kill someone. There are many times where I've seen it on a little texting app called Kick between Dalton and where Jared would threaten him. And I didn't say anything because I didn't want to get involved. And I kind of regret it because I should have got involved. And Did told you him have to take screenshots? The... I don't know if there's any screenshots of it. That's all okay. I know. That's on Dalton's side of there, he's the only one who could have took screenshots of that. We all working it, on but... subpoenaing his um his kick ID and password so that we can access it. Um 
he has multiple accounts. You'd have to try <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> Dalton, I'm sorry to say, but Dalton was one of those kids who, like, if one account started to go bad, he would make a new account, move on. There was a lot of those. So no, I've done that. You'd have, mean... to, you'd have to find the right one that had these conversations. You'd have to contact the company and probably see if you can get all of Dalton's kick information because he had multiple accounts. That's just how he went. I've still uh, got on my kick a pending request from his last account. So, so tell tell us a little bit about you know this Jennifer check. Is this from your perspective, or is this from what Dalton was telling you about her? Oh no. Okay. So this this is Aunt Michelle here. Um, Jennifer tried to play a little game with me that I shot her down with, um, trying to be manipulative. She sends me a message telling me that Dalton's walking around trying to hurt everybody, that he's threatening everybody and doing all, doing all this stuff. So I'm like, what are you talking about? She tells me how he's just being very angry and very all this, you know, all this stuff. So I go to Dalton. I'm not going to listen to her. I'm going to go to my nephew. Dalton, what's going on? He explains to me how this is one of the times that she's now decided to break up with him and start dating one of the persons that, one of the people that they work with and just being manipulative. She is the most manipulative person I think I've ever met. That's really hard so, to do at a young age to sit there and, you know, hear uh, that and go, okay, well, have a nice life. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Bye. It's mm-hmm. really hard to do. You, you get more experience with that when you're older. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know that age, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, yeah. feeling the same just kind like of thing. John said, just like John said, this isn't the first time. This is just one of the times I know about. There's so another I, time. Mom, I mean, I get sorry. On, well, that's fine. But I get on. I get. This is a personal experience I had with Jennifer directly. So right. I get. You know, I talk to Dalton, find out what's going on, tell him, look, dude, you can't run your mouth. You can't threaten people. I don't know what you're doing. Just stop doing whatever the hell you're doing and leave her alone. And get back on the phone with her. Well, it's all through, uh, I think she instant messaged me through Facebook. That would be the only way she would have got a a hold of me. So I instant messaged her back saying, well, thank you so much. Nice try. I've talked to Dalton. I would be pissed off if I was screwing someone else, one of my workers too, and threw it right back at her. Right. She stopped talking to me. Because, okay, that channel is not going to work. Right. But try to manipulate me thinking that Dalton was this bad person. Seriously? You really think I'm going to listen to you versus my nephew? Yeah. So that's just one that I personally encounter. I truly believe this girl manipulated the whole entire situation. And she is just as guilty as the person who pulled the trigger. She was one other thing of her manipulation when we had the funeral. It was closed off to that family. We did not want them around us. We didn't want any of their, any sign of them in general. And she manipulated one of the friends from the high school to bring her to the church of Dalton's funeral when we were carrying the casket out. My... Dalton's sister, Annalise, said she saw her 
And as soon as the casket was put in the hearse, they were gone. They squeezed their way into the funeral without permission, completely ignored us saying, stay away. Had no respect at all for all this. They showed up on many occasions. They even got me in trouble one time when we went to a memorial for a football. And it was Dalton. They were doing the senior night. Dalton was supposed to be a senior before his life was tragically taken by Jared. And no, no, excuse me. We cannot use his name on the air. It's already been said a couple of times, but yeah, sorry. Uh, we can't. We, we, we can't blame to that. <laughs> we, we can't lay blame to that at this point. Okay. Okay. No, I um, tried not to say the last name to be respectful. Sorry if you don't want the first name too. Well, at this point, it's all right, but um, we we have to refrain from using it. All right, I will do my best. Um, so the whole football thing when we went there, I understand this is public property, but. When they come there, we went there. It was all of us there. We're trying to pay another respect to Dalton. This is, was supposed to be a senior night of football. The team's having a memorial for him. And we noticed out of the corner of our eyes, me, my cousin, Dalton's sister, and her boyfriend, we noticed that they have gotten into the game and we did approach the cops nicely and asked them to keep away from them because we didn't want any altercations. We didn't want any of that. And wherever we went, they found some way to come near us or anything. They start, they tried to make it look like he was, it was all an accident. He was up there trying to play the, why did I do it? Looking like he regretted his decision, just acting in my personal view because of all I've seen and all that. Well, I was going to ask. I, I, I wonder what the look on her face was um, when she showed up to the funeral. Um, just for my personal six senses, whatever, justice or whatever it happened to be, just to see the look on her face. Was it smug? Was it remorseful? Was it anything else? Um, when they ran into us, we were trying to lead the game because they kept coming at us. Sorry. Or, dogs are playing um we were trying to leave and they approached us and we asked them to back off because we didn't want to talk to them we didn't want any altercation and she throws her hands up and makes it look like we're about to start a fight with her brother when we were just trying to pass by go to the car and leave we weren't in the intention was just to leave so they get the entire school staff on us to get the cops to come after us while we're trying to leave. Again, we were just trying to leave. None of this was, we were trying to avoid them. Once we saw them there and they were approaching family, we were like, okay, we don't want to be a part of this. We don't want to cause anything. So we're leaving, doing the right thing, and they kept trying to approach us, and they would not listen. And Jennifer, when she did all that, she had a smirk on her face because she got us in trouble and made them look like victims, like we were trying to attack them. 
right. which uh, bothered me because when we're trying to leave, we had to get a cop pushed on us to tell us not to return to the property because they thought we were trying to cause an assault. Well, sir, I'm and respectful. We, you've got the wrong story. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Uh, yeah. So the, where where the next step is, um, you all are getting the information through, I guess, a, a, a Freedom of Information Act or something like that thing, uh, which may be beneficial to even use that route as well if you can't get public record. Um, and um, Will is actually spearheading the investigation, digging into this to find out what the truth is, where justice actually lays. Um, it it takes a certain kind of person to get involved with doing something like that in the first place. And I just want to, you know, throw some respect on Will once again because he's out there putting his name out there again, and that's what I've known this man to do, putting his name out there, putting his reputation out there, putting his money out there to, you know, have some kind of resolution. Um, So you guys definitely have somebody solid in your corner in that fight. Um, And Will, as I understand it, you're going to be going to law school again? Yes, that's correct. In order for me to try the case in Georgia, um, I have to go to school for another three months to take the Georgia bar so that I could be licensed to try the case. Okay. I mean, I mean, yes. I mean I've gone through law school already, um, right. but it's been several years, and I've, I've been dealing with cases pro bono, and you know firsthand um, I haven't charged any family that I've chose to pick up their case um, through the radio station or through uh, families coming to me in need of help. Um, right. This particular case um, happens to be uh, very close to home. Um, I, you know, um, I did not know Dalton, um, but I'm getting to know him in the way that I'm working this case. Um, I did want to say um, his biological brother is here. He was on hold and his phone died while he was on hold. Um, okay. He tried to call you back, and his service got disconnected. Oh, um, he would like to say a few words, um, and then I'll get back on and talk. All right, sure. Bring him on. All right, so um, Jaden's going to come on live on Malaya's line. All right. Just let us know you're there. Hello. Hello. There we go. Start with your name because I didn't catch it. What's your name? So my name's Jaden. Jaden. All right. Nice to meet you. And you are brother, blood brother to Dalton, correct? Yes, sir. Um, How much time did you get to spend with him? Uh, I mean, we... We were close for a little while, and then um, it kind of, we started visiting, and that was maybe twice a year. Okay. And what wanted, did you want? What, what did you want to say about him? Um, I mean, I, I loved him, and he's a really good brother. 
And um, I feel like, you know, because of him, you know, I kind of took after him and, and, you know, I I, I work hard. You know, I just, um, I believe he was a hard worker and I kind of, yeah. Kind of kid that, that that you know anybody would like first meet. Say that again. The kind of kid where anybody would like the first time you meet him. Yeah. You know, uh, we're gonna play. Thank you for coming on, Jaden. I appreciate that. Um, we're gonna play another tune here. This is gonna be by Madison Rising. Uh, it's a short song. It's actually really cool. Um, and it is Open Road by Madison Rising. I know that it is someplace on the board. Um, give my producer just a little bit of time. So if you would, again, please mute your phones. This is Madison Rising with Dave Bray singing. And he is unfortunately no longer with Madison Rising. But this is Open Road. A little bit of fun here towards the end of the program. we got about a half an hour before we get to the end of it. We'll be right back.
Madison Rising off of American Hero Red Remastered. Go check it out, madisonrising.com. Dave Bray singing there. Check out his music at davebrayusa.com. Check out the merchandise. Go buy and support Dave Bray. You know, tonight's been a really heavy show. Um, This young man was killed at the age of 17, and the family is looking for simple justice. Not some BS story. Nothing has happened in regards to what justice should or, you know, really is. And the things that are transpiring, I'm going to let Will talk about um, because he's the one that's bringing this forward. We're getting back into a legal fight, and Will is going to be the one spearheading that. So um, what are your steps? I, I mean, I know the opposition knows this is coming, and you know that. Everybody knows that's what's going on. So what's the next step, Will? Where, where do you go from here? What's next? Um, well, the first move, I believe, was to um, make the public people understand that um, there, there are ways that um, not so much get around the legal system, but there are ways that you can fight the legal system, and their decisions are not always final. Um, you know, us making this story public um, is to give the American people hope. Um, I want them to be able to follow this story. We're not looking for handouts. Uh, We want them to know that I'm starting off again at stage one. No, I don't have to just begin going to law school, but I'm going to go back to law school. I mean, I'm I'm doing this for Dalton. I'm I'm doing it for the family, and I want want people to understand there are people like me out there that will stand up for you. They will fight for you. And if you can't find those people, you can stand up and fight for yourself. Um, as far as with us, uh, once I pass the bar in three months, um, we're going to hit this thing head on. Um, and, yes, I'm sure the ADA and um, the family are knowledgeable of, of what's going on because I've made it so public. Um, this is part of my plan. It's you know the ADA has, uses the news against um, innocent or guilty people. Um, they don't care about how bad they damage your name, and they don't repair it after the story if you're innocent. Um, in this situation, we know they're guilty. Um, it's proving it. You know, the ADA dropped the ball. They let this family walk, whether it was money or bribe, whether it was you know because they knew people. Um, but um, there has to be some kind of justice. Somebody, somebody is somehow responsible for this. And this is not a case, a simple case of, oh, you're just pointing the finger. (laughs) Excuse me, pointing the finger to point the finger. This is somebody is responsible. And you you guys, that's, that's really kind of the bottom line when it comes to this kind of a case, because nobody's paying the consequences for their actions, except for the suffering of the family. they all need to be held accountable. This is one of those stories that um, there's four people involved plus the victim. Um, and all four people were guilty of some sort of criminal charge. Um, up until this point, there hasn't been anybody charged. I guarantee you, once I pass that bar, all four of those people are going to be charged with criminal charges. Um you know, we I mean, there's got to be something, some place that that you know, you can you can lay blame at. Somebody has to take responsibility for this. To be able to do that, 
Um, I, I mean, is this kid going through counseling because he knows he did something wrong and he's remorseful, or is he just living a day-to-day life? Same thing with the sister, the parents. I mean, sure. This, There's oh, no so this kind of thing he that I think a, about. He, he, I'm sorry. Go ahead, is, go ahead. He went to a baseball. I'm sorry. This is Aunt Michelle. He went to a baseball banquet the same weekend he shot and killed Ardessio. In our, in so no, no care, no, 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 no remorse, no remorse, no nothing. And even the, the time we saw him, him, there's nothing. There's, there's pictures of him on the internet a couple of days later, smiling, uh, selfies that he took at school. Um, and this no, was I mean, a couple of days after. And taking somebody's life is a serious thing. Actually, killing somebody is a serious thing, and if uh, it doesn't affect you, then either you're somehow disconnected uh, in one way, shape, or form. There's there's something that is going wrong inside your head. Uh, if if you can be smiling days later and go, I mean, you. Oh my gosh. What's what's he going to be capable of doing in the future if he could do it and get away with it now? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, oh. It needs to be stopped, and and it will be. Um, like I said, you asked me what the next step was. Um, the very first step is uh, to file a wrongful death suit. And the reason why we do that is uh, I feel that because they have money, they were able to acquire very good attorneys. Uh, no, uh, I'm saying exactly what I want them to know. Um and then we're going to file for a change of venue. And we're going to do this on a, on a more than state level. We're going to do it on a federal level um, because of the change of venue. And the reason why we do that is so that the state or the town can't deny the transfer of the case um, because he's a minor. Um, so once that case is transferred to another town, um, you know, we have a better chance of people listening to what actually took place. And once I see the forensic, and I have to, I'm going to be very clear with everybody that's listening <coughs> and with the family members that are listening. When I see the forensic files, if I piece this together and I find out that Dalton was guilty, I'm, the case is over. We're going to drop it. I will go on the air and I will apologize. Um, but with the information that we've been given and we have put private investigators out there, I've spoken to hundreds of people about it. Um, we've aired now, this is the fifth time this has been aired. And each time we air it, we give a little bit more information. Um, nobody's called in defense. Um, I believe that this case is 100% going in the direction it needs to go in. Uh, and I'm going to try this case. Uh, no, um, I'm not the ADA, but um, I am in defense of Dalton. And um, you know, pe- people, people that are, are listening to this on the opposition, because I know they are. You sent the invitation out there. Yeah, uh, you know, they're they're listening to this, and you know, they're taking notes about you know how you're going to do this or how you're going to do that, and. They're, they're obviously taking notes about, you know, how the family views Dalton, how the general public views Dalton. And you can bring up character witness after character witness after character witness. Um, you know, 
out of this pool of you know 150 or 300 students, uh, that's just a suggestion on you know me on the outside of things, and they may expect that. I don't know if that's in your game plan or whatever, but they're hearing some of what you're talking about right now. You're going to go past the bar in three months. They're sitting there laughing at that. No, there's no way you're going to pass the bar in three months, blah, 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 going back to school, whatever. They are sitting there around the conference table, and they'll be listening to this um, come Friday morning if they have, you know, if they actually go back to work on Friday. If not, it'll be Monday morning, and they'll be listening to this. If not, they'll have conversations about this over the weekend. Well, what do you want to do? Well, we're going to look at it this way, and this way we'll just see what they do. And they've, they've got a game plan. Keith, let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Do you remember remember what happened in Kentucky Uh, with um, our friends Leo and Sean? Yes, I do. When I said I was going to take on that case, everybody sat back and they laughed and thought it was a joke, right? Yeah, they did. Sean got sentenced to five years for attempted murder, didn't he? Yeah, well, I thought it was seven. When I took on that case, how long was he out? Uh, less less than a year, just maybe a year. Well, somewhere right around the year, if I'm not mistaken. He did a total of six months. Oh, six months. Okay, sorry. He, he uh, did a total of six months, and I was not licensed to practice there. I had to get licensed, so I went back to school, got licensed to practice there, and I got him out of jail in six months, and so that's including let, getting licensed. Let the let the opposition know about some tenacity. You don't know who you're dealing with. You've not ever dealt with this guy before, which is you know how I can say with conviction that um, Dalton and family have a very good dude in their corner. Um, when in the length of time that I know you, about five years, I think we're looking at now. Um, yeah, it's been about five years. Any any time that you 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 know take on something. You will see it to fruition. Win or lose, um, it doesn't make any difference. You will go all the way to the end of whatever the end might happen to be. Um, so again, you know, being in Dalton's corner, uh, people in Georgia, you don't you don't know what you're dealing with, and I just have to laugh because I'm looking forward to hearing more about this case, um, and, and you know, it, hearing how it plays out, obviously, and you know you've ever struck me as an honorable man. Pretty much everything that you've, you know, that we've talked about behind the scenes, um, about this case or about other cases, it has been, you know, you said you were going to do this and you did it. So I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, one way, shape, or form, this will, there will be justice done. There will be truth found. And, you know, I, People don't give you enough credit, Will, because you talk slow. But they mistake that for being stupid, and you are far from stupid. I, I talk slow because I'm analytical. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it, it, it's not that I'm stupid. It's that I'm processing my opposition. Um, I want to make sure I'm strategically planting the words the way I want to. Um, I'm hoping their attorneys are listening. I'm hoping their ADA is listening. Heck, you know what? It would be a good idea for the judge to get on the radio and pay attention because they don't know what's coming. 
And uh, I say this at the end of every show. I hope they bring that A game. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, if if they send in like a junior attorney, he's going to uh, be eating for lunch and dinner and probably leftovers. Um, <laughs> uh, Malia, Steve, Michelle, Sean, John, uh, Toby, Jaden, Cheryl. If I've left anybody out, I don't think I have. Please forgive me. I appreciate you all being here tonight and talking about this. See, see, this is this is a kind of example that people need to see and understand. This is a family coming together after something so tragic that wishes they had been involved from the get go. Um, and again, maybe this is so, or excuse me, maybe this is Dalton, Dalton's legacy about bringing everybody together. Um, I would like to hear more about what happens between uh, Malia and you, Toby. Um, because, I mean, you guys haven't seen each other in a while, and here you are talking again. That's really, really awesome. No, we've never seen each other. Never seen each other. Wow. That's right. Man, you know, we're going to close up shop a little bit early tonight. Uh, I'm kind of tired, and I'm going to, like, rest a whole bunch tomorrow because I'm off. I don't have family, unfortunately, but I'm going to have fun and a good time just by myself and be thankful that I am still vertical, and not horizontal pushing daisies. Um, not to be callous or anything like that. You have family here, Keeper. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please share this episode. Um, you can listen to it on Spreaker.com. Just search for Keepers Mindful. You can find it on iHeartRadio. Or excuse me, not iHeartRadio, iTunes, if you prefer to go that route. Um, again, all of you, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. And I do um, share a little bit of love through what you've shared with me in regards to Dalton. I wish I had met this kid. Um, I'm going to let Malia and uh, Aunt Michelle have the last word. Malia, please go ahead. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, everybody. I love you guys so much. Michelle and Sean, I thank you for being the second parent. Always being there for him. He talked about you every time we were on the phone together. It didn't matter what we were on the phone for. He also told me that he was um, going to be moving in with you. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was uh, waiting for that to happen. All I can... uh... I mean, I've expressed this to William many times, very thankful, you know, no matter what the outcome is, as long as we can, you know, as long as we're fighting for, for Dalton, because, yeah. um, I don't know, this, this is the time of year it's hard for me, because right now that boy would be right in my house, um, because he spent, when he was out of school, he was with me. So um, uh, it's still so surreal. And, you know, like I told you before, it was my honor. You were his biological mom, but that was, I mean, it means so to my child without. I'm glad you were there for him. (laughs) So, um, you know, I, all I can say is, 
you know, to William, thank you. And, you know, thank you for letting us hold this on your, on your show as well. Um, to, if anything, just honor Dalton um, by just being able to tell people who he is and not the slanderous words that came out of that family's attorney's mouth. Um, can, I, can I ask you so, a question? Sure. Does Chris, know, does Chris know about this? I don't know if he does or does not. I do not talk to Chris any longer. Okay, I don't either. I, I do want to let the family know that um, I am not doing this for glory. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for a badge of honor. Um, I'm not well, I doing this for I told everybody life. that. Now you're going to toot your own horn about that stuff, Will? <laughs> no, I told him before that I'm very thankful for for him being willing to uh, to step in and and do things that many people have said no to. Yes, so, um, well, after 38 years of trying to find my daddy, he found him, and now I have my daddy. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So I I have lots of. Uh, everything, everything goes. I know he's going I got. He's got this. He's got this. That's really cool. I mean, I mean that that in and of itself is something very remarkable. Um, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Aunt Michelle, Malia, Will, Steve, everybody, uh, I appreciate your time. I'm sure that I will be here hearing more about this in the future. We'll, we will definitely do a follow up program. Thank you all so much for being here. We're going to close out with Ayla Brown. Turbulence. This is off of Let Love In, and I wish I could play that tune, but I haven't been given permission to do that. Um, but please enjoy. This is Ayla Brown. I'll be right back. Thank you, Keeper. Thank you. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you guys. We'll be right back.
Ayla Brown off of Let Love In. Be sure and check that out at AylaBrown.com. Um, she's got a lot of great music out there. Check for her uh, her tur- touring dates um, and get out to see her. She does a lot of great things for veterans and patriots in general. Um, I've just had the honor of speaking with the family of uh, Dalton McCullough. I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, young man was killed at the age of 17 under questionable situation. Um, police reports and eyewitness reports don't necessarily match up, and they're going to get to the bottom of that justice will be served in one way, shape, or form because no one has been charged with anything, and it seems to me that somebody needs to. This is Keepers My Pool. I thank you again for listening in. I'll be back in a week, um, actually a week minus a day. If you want to hear more from Keepers My Pool, you can check me out on blogtalkradio.com forward slash W-I-N-N and just search for Keepers Mindful and I will be here in a week right here on this outlet blogtalkradio.com forward slash Keepers Mindful just as I am every week and with a couple of hiccups from time to time just please bear with us Uh, a lot of things going on this is obviously the holiday season I want to wish everybody a very happy and safe Thanksgiving Try not to get in any political discussions because we don't always need food fights for the wrong reasons. Um, Enjoy your time with family. Be thankful for what you've got. It may not be here tomorrow. I love you all. Thank you so much. Have a great week, everybody. Good night.